welcome everybody to the podcast Hearers of the Word, offered by Kieran O'Mahony. This is a reflection on the story of the Transfiguration, Matthew seventeen one to nine. In the autumn of nineteen ninety five, I had the privilege of an extended stay in Jerusalem. The time there included a week spent looking at archaeological sites in the Negev, the desert south of Jerusalem. We camped in the desert for the week, and camped is used loosely. We actually had no tents. It was warm at night, but just sleeping bags. Fittingly, it was also the feast of Sukkoth, the feast of tents or tabernacles. It was a wonderful experience, made more wonderful by the festal full moon all week. I recall one night lying awake under the starry sky, sparkling brilliantly. In the Middle East, you see many, many more stars under such conditions, and they seem somehow much, much nearer. I felt like a child under a Christmas tree. It might just have been possible to reach up and touch one of the stars. That night was an unforgettable experience of the numinous. I remember becoming aware of the expanse of the universe, both in time and in space. I learned later how many galaxies there might be. An older calculation put it at approximately 100 to 200 billion galaxies. More recently, scientists have come up with two trillion galaxies, of which ours is just one. It hardly bears thinking on. In that perspective, our little galaxy and our little world might seem like a speck of cosmic dust, and we ourselves as individual human beings even more so. It would be easy to feel a sense of radical remoteness and insignificance, even alienation. In spite of that, my experience was the exact opposite. I had a powerful sense of the mysterious creator holding and loving everything in being. That holding and loving included me, lying on the desert floor, mesmerized by the starry sky. Perhaps because of faith already there, I was overwhelmed by a feeling of being loved by the mysterious creator whom I, we, dared to call Abba, Father. Such moments are, in my experience, rare and fleeting. But that does not mean unimportant. On the contrary, they become a kind of biographical fact which can sustain me, us, in later times when faith seems less solid. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Perhaps you can name your own. Sometimes such inklings of something more come in nature, as for me. But also in the key events in our lives, the birth of a child, falling in love, the death of a parent. Music too can be a window on the divine, as can poetry and literature. Whatever the source, such happenings are a gift an important building block for faith. 
Our Gospel today is also a good illustration. The event of the Transfiguration remains fundamentally shrouded in mystery as such. But the manner of the telling orients us through symbolism. A mountain, light bright as the sun, a bright cloud, a voice, fear, and the reassurance not to be afraid. Even the desire to hold on to the experience is part of it. If you wish, I will make three tents here. The disclosure of who Jesus really was leads to an instruction which transcends the particularity of the event. The disclosure of who Jesus really is leads to an an instruction which transcends the particularity of the event. This is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favour. Listen to him. The English priest and poet Malcolm Gweet offers a poem on the transfiguration with which I shall close. For that one moment in and out of time, on that one mountain where all moments meet, the daily veil that covers the sublime in darkling glass fell dazzled at his feet. There were no angels full of eyes and wings, just living glory full of truth and grace. The love that dances at the heart of things shone out upon us from a human face. And to that light, the light in us leaped up. We felt it quicken somewhere deep within. A sudden blaze of long-extinguished hope trembled and tingled through the tender skin. Nor can this blackened sky this darkened scar eclipse that glimpse of how things really are. Amen. Thank you very much, everybody.